This is a moment in wine and hip hop presented to you by Jermaine Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Here with the homie Napoleon, the legend, wine and hip hop. How you doing, man? Man, honored to be here, man. Great, great, great combination right there. Yeah, exactly. We just had some uh, fried chicken and and some rose. Some pop pop. <laughs> y'all, man. y'all missed the pairing, you know. Um, but today's pairing is Leher Rose de Mounier Extra Brut. It's a rose champagne, and we're pairing that with Lauren Hill's Mr. Intentional from her Unplugged album. And our musical selection is picked by our guest, Napoleon. Um, so, just to kind of dial it back a little bit, I want to introduce you, give a proper introduction uh, for you to our fans. Um I think a good way to do that is tell everyone how I came across your music. (laughs) So I was out with uh, Mr. Cheeks and he was having a show for um, a launch release for one of his artists, uh, Big Lito. Shout out to Big Lito, Mr. Cheeks. And uh, there was a bunch of artists that were coming on. Uh, Eric Sermon was performing. Keith Murray was scheduled to perform that day. And... You know, I was there to see who I came to see. I'm actually talking to my man T, who's sitting right over here. We was in the section, and I start. I hear this beat first. I'm like, damn, this beat is dope. Like, but I wasn't quite paying attention. Then I heard the fucking boss, and I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? And, and literally turned around, stopped the conversation I was in, and I was a fan for the whole rest of the show. I was just dialed in. And it just reminded me of this of this era of hip hop. It was so, it was just nostalgic. Like just hearing it kind of brought me back. It sounded like new words, but in a in a different time. It was it was weird. Like the subject matter matched what we were living in, but the sound was just authentic vintage shit. And you had a voice that just kind of cut through. Breath control was on point. A lot of people fucked that up with stage performances. <laughs> but I also know that the breath control was on point and it sounded like they were playing a tape. That was kind of why I looked back, but it was a live performance happening. So, you know, definitely just kind of stood out and I just felt like the music was on point, man. We chopped it up after the show. I checked out the music and the other music uh, that you had and everything just stood up to that, man. So, uh, what what's what's your musical journey been like? I mean, it's been it's been it's been very excited, you know. Like, I grew up in Maryland, D.C. area. I'm originally from the Comoros Island, which is East Africa. Both of my parents, um, and uh, we came here when I was four years old, and I grew up in that area. And I was just, you know, I, I discovered hip hop being here. You know, what I'm saying, fell in love with it. See my friends do it and everything. I was just a fan. But then when, when I seen some of my friends start rapping, it's just like, yeah, I want to do that too. You know, right. it's like being on the basketball court, you see people doing wild moves. You're like, yeah, I want to play basketball. Same way. And um, and uh, it came to a point where I felt like in the D.C. area, Maryland area, like 
I wasn't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, something in my heart felt it. And somebody, I had a conversation with somebody. This girl was like, yo, you should be in New York. And I don't think she meant for the music. She probably wanted, we like, you like flirting. Right. <laughs> but something about She what lived she in New said, York, I'm yeah, guessing. she lived in New okay, York. She was in Brooklyn. You. But something about what she said, it just kept reverberating in my head. Like, yeah, you know, what am I doing out here? You know, I don't have no kids. I have no true attachments here. Let me just take that leap of faith. And just when I came to New York, things started happening so much faster. I, I did a song uh, with uh, Sean P. Uh, rest in peace, Sean Price. Uh, I did a song with Raekwon. I did a, a whole bunch of things. There's interesting shows. I got with uh, Dysfunctional Family, DJ Bizarro. And just started getting on stage to get my name out there. I put out an album. And just from there, it's just like last year has been incredible. I put out a mixtape called Still This Mixtape Series. I've been one and two in 2016. 2017, I met, went on a tour because of the mixtape. Mm. Went to two tours in Europe. What cities were you hitting? Uh, Paris. I, I went to Brussels, uh, Lyon. Like a lot, of, a lot of dates in France. Mm. And I, I had festivals like Hip Hop Session Festival in Nantes, and it was it was really awesome. I came back. I did the Essence Festival in New Orleans. That was dope. I did. I was on Fox Five News doing Black Privilege. You know, I, I and um. You know, sway in the morning, all types of stuff like that. So it's been exciting, man. And this year, I just came out with a whole bunch of projects, and I'm yeah. just excited to show people what I could do because I feel like I could paint the picture better than anybody else. I don't want to be like, "Yo, I'm a dope artist." Just like you saw me, I like people to hear or right. see me and be able to come to that conclusion. Right, right. Uh, so growing up, like, who were some of your musical influences? Because I feel like you have. Your style, I know what I'm associating your style with, but I'm interested to hear, <clears throat> excuse me, to hear like who influenced you when you were in Maryland, like moving yeah, around. You know, I, I would listen to, um, you know, I had a few friends from New York and they used to come back with some mixtapes. So I used to listen to a yeah. lot of Clue mixtapes. <laughs> the Clue like mixtapes, that. <laughs> so, that's the thing, man. Those freestyles, yeah. like, you know, like all these dudes, the locks. Um, Joe Button, like all these guys that were just really spitting bars, you know what I mean? There's always one. I'm glad you mentioned the Clue Freestyles, because this is that shit, like, I'm talking Monday night mixtape, I'm washing the dishes with my brother, like, we hitting the record button, <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. was where that was. Do you have any Clue Freestyles that stand out to you? Oh, man, there's a few. Um, yo, I, there's a Jay-Z Freestyle, I think. Hmm. What instrumental was that? I think it's the Biggie instrumental, the Who Shot You instrumental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, freestyle yeah. of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school, I new school. That need one. to learn that. Exactly. I that, like that left one. Lisa Lopez. There's a lot. Yo. There's <laughs> also the one that uh, the the locks did on Fiesta. We're like, yeah. you know, so after the show we're gonna catch a body or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yo. yeah. The 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 um that fabulous and Noriega oh, yeah, freestyle. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That was yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah, that like, was incredible. The first fabulous freestyle. Like, that was like his intro. Like that was the first joint he ever did. But that freestyle, that and the um the mace. It was like mace. Yo, I'm straight for money, mate. Gotta go for cake. I'm the same cat, total dog to show the tape. Now my money straight. We fronting in every state. Cherry eight, tinted out, temporary place. Good fella. Now what the hell they could tell me? Bounce through L.A. Blue and red palais. Anything here to D.C., I want P.C. Look, I ain't greedy. I do this all for the needy. You gotta believe me. I'm hot like a beef from Stevie. A black cat, so I keep the flat girl Petey. Messing with Mace Cat, you better 
to eat your Wheaties. Fear no man, not even NYPD. That that one right there. Those were the two. Fabulous was he was snapping back then, yo. Word up. Yeah, he was yeah. killing everything. Definitely. So. I, I'm glad you mentioned like people getting familiar with your style, man. And we were chopping it up earlier about just the way that that uh, the type of hip hop that I love, and you know the way that I came up. And I'm interested to hear like some cipher rap. Like, would you be open to doing like just? I just want to. Are you down to do some bars today? Yeah, like, just sure, um, sure, man. just give and. 16, 32, you want to spend 100, but whatever you want. The floor, the platform is yours, man. All right, so, man, yo. Right, right now, now, we got, right, we got Napoleon. You want a beat? Craig, you want? <laughs> yo, T, can we get a, can we get a little beat on you? All right, nah, we just going to do, do an acapella, acapella yeah. man. Yo, I'm not a pop star, but I pop off. God talk, drop jaws, top dog, fly chicks to top off, for tops off, nostrils, eyelids. Lies dated, I dated back from back in the day, crime-related. I'm saying vertebrates break, murder rates peak, feral never concerned when a bird brain speaks. AGs make these classic bars place me, top tier, the gods here, the bullshit stops here. No phobia, if you're holier, the doubt, the road gets slonier. Napoleon, the legendist, the culture, MK Ultra. Vacate, never play games, AK, every day's payday, yo, I'm everything, every man, every cell, every star, every breath, every scar, every lesson, effervescent, omnipresent, pull the legend forever, give me back what belongs to me, get your arms severed now, marvel at this artifact, barking at these garbage ass rappers, they don't want no parts of that alternative facts, they can all get clapped, fall back, call the Paul Barrett, taking it back to the Terror Squad era, peace, big pun, Tupac in the streets full of potholes, cop those, the brother got Shot, tell me it's not so motivated like a young Pablo with narcos, barcodes carrying this cargo. Then it's eating escargot, Polo Marco rocking it, pocketing the change. Then I'm mocking him, documented, cocky with it. Put your life up in it, try to bite it, but it's copywritten. Getting booked like a politician. You probably shouldn't try to do this. You a child of Judas, rock with the real. I don't listen to the childish music. Reservoir dog, repertoire, repper god, demigod, quit rap, get a job, get out of here. <laughs> UPS is hiring. No, something like something, something light, light, man. So taste this. So, but and that, like, I'm telling you, man, the shit just cut through. Do sound like that in front of a thousand people on stage, y'all. And that's hard. That's difficult to do. Moving around and rapping your verse with the same energy is difficult. Thanks, man. Um, so we went with so. I'm, I like the fact that you went with uh, something out of the norm. And I also appreciate the fact that you really took this seriously. So I hit Napoleon and I was like, yo, look, you know, this is what we do. Come on the show. This is the concept. You pick a song or a wine, whichever you want. I will uh, pick the complimentary. I'll pick a compliment to that. And um you really, you was like, yo, give me a second. Let me think about this. I'm word, like, word, yes, word, this is going to be a good word, one. Word, no doubt. And you went with uh, Lauren Hill's Mr. Intentional and off the uh, Unplugged album. And that's just a whole, that in itself is just a whole situation. So um, what made you go with Mr. Intentional? <clears throat> it's such um a unique song, like the way it's structured. There's always almost no structure to it. It's just like she she is just a it's like poetry and singing and a lot of thoughts. 
But it talks about something that I feel is so ubiquitous in the music industry and a lot of industries, the manipulation factor. Right. You know, I just, I posted something the other day on a whim and I was like, yo, whoever got the 48 Laws of Power, throw that book in the trash. <laughs> and I read it, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I used to be a fan of it, but something hit me like, yo, man. All these people read that book, and none of y'all got power, so I don't know if it's really it's really what y'all need to go buy to, to get what y'all want. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think she's complaining. Mr. Intentional is Mr. 48 Laws of Power. Right. That you know what he's doing, and you're, like, calling him out. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't really see a rap, even a rap song going that deep. Usually R&B is not that deep. It's about love. It's about, like, big themes. But she's really, really going deep into how people manipulate you right and how she felt and how she's like y'all I'm saying no to this see the road to hell is paved with good intentions can't you tell the way they have dimension how they helped you out you're such a hopeless victim please don't do me any favors Mr. Intentional Cause I love Lauren Hill. I love. I'm a big Fuji's fan. Like I was into all of that, and um, I know that this album was like super, super personal for her. Uh, just to jump back a little bit, the the way that I pair wines is based on the same criteria that you would uh, assess wine with, right? So there's four things to look at: is the color, uh, then there is the smell. Then there's the palate, so your taste, and then the aftertaste. And we'll get into each one a little bit more as we talk about it. But just to kind of give you an example of where my mind was, um, you know, you mentioned how unstructured this was and stripped down this was. Um, But also, it's super, super personal. So uh, the wine that we went with today, the uh, Le Herit Rosé de Meunier Extra Brew, it's a champagne but it's a, it's a rosé champagne, but it's a, um, a grower's champagne. And what that means is that the, pers- the winemaker actually grew the grapes. Whereas, you know, larger brands like Dom Perignon, uh, Cristal, big champagne houses, they buy, from se- they buy grapes from several different farmers, sometimes even hundreds of different farmers. But grower champagnes... The, the, the grower is personal. You know, they putting their heart and soul into every fucking thing. And I mean, yo, like, growing some shit is not easy. Farming is not an easy For thing. Sure. Like, it's, it's involved. So, when I heard Lauren playing the guitar... It's just so personal, and this was a really personal album for us. So I felt like going with the Grower Champagne kind of set the tone, but um, structurally, the you know the the <clears throat> intentions with the song I think will also kind of come through the more we talk about it. But um, I relate the color to the title of the song. It's the first thing that you're gonna notice about this thing before actually getting into it. So. Um, do you remember where you were when you like first heard this song? No, I, I noticed it really late. Um, to be honest with you, it's another girl I was talking to. It's a lot and, of, of situations. 
I don't know. It just so happens, right? But and, and and she was like telling me about it, and I always slept on that album. You know, yeah. I'm a big Lauryn Hill fan too. Love the Fugees. Right. You know, I was on Miseducation, Unplugged. I didn't really listen to it because a lot of people, you know, gave it like different reviews. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it. I'm like, damn, why? I never heard that before. And I think I was just. Uh, it's just like she sent me a link on YouTube or something, so I was just listening on my computer. But I ended up listening the first time I heard it. I I, I ran it back like so many times because mm-hmm. I I just it's not a type of song you could digest the first time. Like mm-hmm. you, you gotta listen to it a good like four or five times to get everything from it, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, definitely. And Lauren, this was also an interesting era for Lauren, where um, you know, she came back with the head shaved, mm-hmm. you know, and she just came off this like super super successful album, uh, you know, Miss Education of Lauren Hill, which is a completely different style. It was still mad personal, but this shit was real stripped down. I didn't know she could play guitar, Same like here. you know. And I think it was a big deal when she came back with the with the head shaved. It was like, ah, right, she been through some shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but um. But again, you know, uh, so the next thing that we talk about is the smell. And, you know, you could just hit the champagne like this. One of the things you got to do is just give it a little bit of swirl. Swirl the glass to um, open up the aromatics, you know. So hold the glass by the stem like this right here so that your body temperature doesn't throw off the temperature of the wine. Now, these are some of these combos that you could have. With the with the lady friends that are talking to you about Lauren and all that, <laughs> like this is how you had that conversation. But hold the stem of the, the the glass so that it doesn't throw off the temperature of the wine. You swirl it, and what that does is it like it cultivates the aromatics. It pushes everything up. That's why the glass is even shaped like this. And you know, you take it in, and when you smell that, you um you get an idea of what you're gonna taste and for me that's like the first 30 seconds to one minute of a song and you hear that raw guitar you hear that audience in the background you have an idea that you're gonna get something stripped down personal um is this this is a natural wine right craig yeah yeah and this is also a natural wine so uh the fact that we were going so raw, so unstructured. No, there's no drums on this. It's just guitar. That's it. I wanted to go with something that reflected uh, being natural like that. Um, and then we have the the taste, right? Uh, this is a very very interesting wine. Like, do you drink a lot of wine, or I drink uh, some wine? Yeah, mm. I mean a lot. I don't know, but yeah, I've drank wine. Right. Do you have any favorites? Like, you go with champagne? Uh, no, usually I drink wet red wine. Got you. Okay. And um, so this is very, this is a light wine. Yeah. Not something you necessarily need to think about too much. Um, but if you do decide to pay attention to it, there's a lot there. And I felt like that was also very reflective of the um, mm. of the context of the song. Um and then we have so we've already gone through what we did the color we've done the smell and now we're into the palette um there was a lot happening there was a lot to unpack in the lyrics of this song like even just kind of going over the, the the song and trying to pick what my selection for this was going to be 
we literally like looked at the lyrics. So a lot of this shit like went over my head at first, like completely went over my head. And similar to you, I wasn't I wasn't really into R and B like that. It took me like the first R and B song I really got into was like T Pain buy you a drink. Like <laughs> just so honest, <laughs> like full disclosure, you know. <laughs> but and then don't get me wrong, I like went back and started to get into other shit. But you know, I wasn't into it at that time. Um, so. And Lauren's style has always been like so personal. Do you have any lines in the song that kind of stick out more than others? Um, it's like it's not even a line. It's just several things. Is I can't think of anything by heart per se. But like when she calls, she she says Mister Intentional, and then at the end of the song, she calls it Mister Promotional. Right. I thought that was funny yeah. because it was like humorous too because it's a lot of deep stuff but it's humorous it's like yo and if you need to call me if you need me I'm unavailable right. you know what I mean like those type those type of things are very simple but they say so much because when I hear Mr. Promotional mm-hmm. you knowing the music industry it's yeah. like hundreds of Mr. Promotionals walking around oh, or yeah. Miss Promotionals yeah. you know what I mean and it, it, it just it was just a, a label that evoke such an image of the typical you know I'm this I'm doing this I'm doing that you yeah. know, I got this popping I got that popping mm-hmm. and it's just like just her way to describe just just the the, the type the archetype in the music game or in, in that industry it, it's, it's because we're in the industry of a lot of smoke and mirrors everything is is superficial and face value it's the substance is like secondary. Right. It's like, yo, what is he wearing? What do you do? What can you do for me? How can you could fast talk? What can you promise me? And what am I gonna believe? And and it falls a lot of times into empty promises, into phone numbers where you text, you call, emails, you don't get you don't get hit back when. You really probably got that number and got excited. Right, right. Like, oh, <laughs> shit man. made you. You calling people like, yo, <laughs> I just met such and such. And you know what I mean? And then in the week, it's like, okay, that person not even hitting you back. Yeah. So you just, okay. That person was just giving me, saying whatever I wanted while I was right there. And it, it just, she had just encap- encapsulates that part of the music game mm-hmm. that, that I don't think is talked about enough. Artists between themselves DJs people in the game talk to each other about it right. but I don't think it's talked to, to with the public and since this is a public release right. it's like I don't I, I, it, it really touched me in that way like mm. oh, okay we all go through that oh for sure for sure and I mean she also did something really interesting with this with the whole Unplug project because I mean you remember the, the MTV Unplug series where they were having a bunch of different artists and they were coming and doing their songs just on unplugged tracks, but she did. She was she the only one that did all original songs. Maybe so. I mean, from that I remember Jay Z. I yeah. think Nirvana had a famous one, but I yep. think it was all their records. Yeah, she's the she only one that did all original songs. This was like, and I mean, it was coming off a crazy successful album too. But like, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest, man. I when I listened to this, I was I missed like Lauren with the bars. You know, I missed I missed Lauren Hill rapping, and I still wish that she like rapped more. Yeah. You know, excuse me. Um, no, you mentioned you listened to the Fugees, but like Destiny Manifest, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. 
her verse on that. Um, what did she say? She said, see, I loved her once, but the love wasn't returned. I found out the man I died for, he wasn't even concerned. And Tom had turned. He tried to burn me like a perm through my eyes. I saw deception, but my heart wouldn't let me learn. Mm-hmm. Like... Lauren Hill was on some other shit, man. And when you think about the female artists from that time, subject matter didn't even exist. And it's not because she wasn't just selling sex. Like, Queen Latifah didn't sell sex. MC Light didn't sell sex. But her shit was deep in talking about the things that women went through on, like, a whole different level. Like... She was like a female Drake in a sense. Because like, <laughs> Drake talks about the stuff that like men are kind of like afraid to say out loud. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, but you thinking it. Uh, so I feel like she was kind of... But it, it's vein. cool because she kind of transcended the gender. Because like for a lot of times, like there, 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 were, there were some female rappers which like, okay, this is female stuff. But I think her, the way she did it, even when she, she's very feminine, like even... Guys would like, yo, she got bars, or yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling what she's saying, and that 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 proves how 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 skillful, talented, soulful, and dope she is. Because right. you, when when you're really that good, don't matter if you're right. female, male, whatever. You know, yeah. everybody's gonna feel it. it was a universal thing. Yeah. So we were we were having this conversation earlier about female rappers and uh, Laysan, our great show producer here. We were talking about female rappers and kind of why um sometimes it's difficult for their stuff to translate a lot in like a mass market and um i think that making sure that you find that like relatable point you know that that goes across sexes or whatever is difficult for both men and women and um lauren just she kind of knew how to do that i don't know like you didn't, you didn't look at her as a female rapper. She was just sure. like, and she outrapped like Y Clef and Prize on every track. Clef was trying though. Clef was working, but but she she was just too nice. Yeah, she's just too nice. Nah, she was serious. Um, so how you feeling about this wine? Like, I like it, man. It's it's really. I I, I don't drink that much rosé. I'm not mm-hmm. too familiar with rosé because it's like I said, it's not my first choice. Mm-hmm. But it's not too sweet. Sometimes, like you know, I would think that it, it, you know a lot, a lot, a lot of wines and some champagnes are very sweet, and mm-hmm. I like that it's not too sweet, and so it's subtle, right? And uh, yeah, it's good. Rosé is good for that because, like, the the little color that you're seeing is, um, you know, a lot of times comes from red grapes. There's some red grapes that make champagne, and even though it might be white champagne that that you're drinking, it might have came from a red grape. And in this instance for rosé, well, rosés overall, they let them sit with the skin a little bit longer. So it maintains that skin contact. And you get something called like tannins. That's that like little bitterness that you might taste. Rosé helps to balance that sweetness with bitterness so that you don't, you're not like, oh, it's not oversweet. It's not too empowering. It's a great balance. But then the bubbles also help cut through for like the fried chicken that we were eating earlier. <laughs> it went well. It went well. Yeah. And that that kind of brings us to the finish, right? And it's what you walk away with. That's what I associate the finish with. So 
finish is really the aftertaste of the wine and that kind of speaks to the things that like that's when you might taste the tannins or the sweetness or like the weight of the wine it's really like the impression that you're left with and for me that kind of it it comes down to what vibe is this song giving me because at the end of the day the everyone that's listening to this might not understand the flavors that I'm describing, but you're gonna get the mood that I'm getting from this wine and where I want to be drinking this. So, if you had to pick, where would you want to be listening to this song and drinking this wine? Perfect situation. I would um, some rooftops, some nice rooftops. Rooftops, this nice, not- nice weather. Cause, cause I would like, you know, I picture, I love being at the beach. But for this particular song, I think it's more like an urban rooftop setting, just chilling, you know, breezy this night. time. Yeah, about the like a sunset mm-hmm. to going into the evening, and just because it's a real reflective type song, kind of like how this one is, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I think it'll just create the, the best move to, to mood to really because that song, in a way, I found it kind of empowering because mm. it's her calling it out. You know, we, we 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 get ourselves in a lot of situations where our gut tells us, "Yo, man, this this something fishy." Right. We still go with it because we don't have the proof yet. Sometimes we give the benefit of the doubt. More often than not, our gut is correct. Definitely. I, I, I don't I don't recall too many instances where I met somebody and I'm like, "Yeah, that person is weird," and that person ended up being wonderful. Usually, that 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. person ended up confirming. What I thought, you know, for the most part, when mm-hmm. I look back, so it's just like she is like just saying, but then when you're vested in a relationship with that person, it's hard sometimes because that's what manipulators do. Right, right. They make it hard <laughs> for you to get out of that, uh, out of that, that that cage they built or whatever, or or and uh, she she's just saying like, yo, I know who you, who you are. Right. So it's easy for me to be like, nah, I'm not dealing with you. Right, right. I like that. So, how can all of our fans get in touch with you? Uh, you could go on my website, NapoleonDALegend.com, uh, for shows, merch, new music, everything like that. Um, Instagram and Twitter is Team NDL, and Facebook is Napoleon the Legend. I'm on Spotify, every platform. Send me a message, DM me, holler at me, you know, follow, share, all that, all right? And make sure y'all check them out on that Spotify playlist. Situation. Yo, congrats. That's a big deal. Thank you. Thank congrats you. Congrats on that, That man. came out of nowhere, too. Yeah. Toast to that. Toast to you, that. You can't pay for that. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that's that's Napoleon the legend, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for him. Woo-hoo! Came in and spit some balls for us. This is the first the first artist that came in and spit some balls for us. So you no you you just set a standard. All, All right. you motherfucking weak MCs out there, when you come on this show, not everybody could come up here. Nah, I'm not flexing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you come on this show, the standard has been set. You know, the gauntlet's down. Right now, Napoleon the Legend got the crown. And um, I, you know, all jokes aside, I, I appreciate you coming through, thank man. You, thank you, And man. taking this uh, this game we play so seriously. And you know, Napoleon, he, he got Kanye named after him. So it's like, it's only right I do a show. We talk about wine. I was born in Paris, France. So we know about so, wine. You know? you know what? We got to go there. I'm, and thank you for bringing that up, right? So you were born in Paris. Yes. 
Do you catch shit about being named after Napoleon? Well, well, it was my nickname. Like it had this was basketball. I was short. I was in DC. Right. I was talking trash. Right. They used right. to call me Napoleon. But yeah, some people, yeah, and, and rightfully so. Napoleon. Right. He he there was slavery involved with him. He did a lot of brutal <laughs> stuff. Right. You know, I'm not him, you know what I mean? I'm just uh I'm rewriting history. That's why there's a legend behind it. And you know, but he came from a small place called Corsica and took over almost the world. I feel like I'm outside of coming into the Mecca in New York and, 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 and taking over with, with my music the same way. And on some wine, I wanted to ask you. I was mm. in France, and they taught me some thing, drinking red wine, red wine with French bread and uh, cheese yeah. at the same time. Do you mm-hmm. guys do that? Oh, absolutely. It's all about the pairings. That's what we do in this. Okay, cool, cool. You cool. know, uh, I think... i never had that before. Like, you actually keep the taste of wine in your mouth, and you put the bread and the cheese at the same time. Yeah, it, it's was, all up... Or it's all, yo. Yo, look, I man. You know? Threesome, not pause. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to take it there, but yo, it was nah. Really but look, good. it's it's all about it, it's a sensual experience. It's enticing all of these different senses: smell, taste, sound. Like yeah. we just trying to do one overarching like thing where you can you can enjoy everything in one place. But wine is very within wine is very important to enjoy several different things at once like that's kind of what it's all about like you taste things side by side it's all about the comparisons and shit like that but also the pairings food pairings is the shit like that's that's what it's all about for us word so wine and hip-hop napoleon the legend wolf of wine we out of here 100 this concludes another moment in wine and hip-hop